0: Yeah, Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Eazy-E is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yala is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. the Wizard is down with us. JJ Bag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh, boy, is down with us. Toddy B and they're down with us My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from Compton, but the tapes are from the rhodium My name is Dre, listen while I play And by the way, I'm also down with NWA Yo, Steve at the rhodium is down with us Slang funky tapes, it is a must We're number one
1: Welcome back everybody to Rhodium Radio episode 26 and I'm Tony A, The Wizard, your host. But before I introduce my special guest, I have some special announcements I want to make. Uh, first and foremost, yesterday, uh, Lonzo from the World Class Wrecking Crew honored uh, Steve Yano, uh, the late great Steve Yano, uh, the one that I based the Rhodium Mixtape documentary on. And uh, uh, he blessed them with uh, this plaque uh, for being an unsung hero for his contribution that he did to the West Coast. And um, uh, Susan Yano, his wife, wasn't able to make it, so uh, he asked me if I could uh, pick it up and give a little speech, so I did. So I'm thankful that Lonzo invited me and other people were there uh, to receive the reward. So once again, this plaque was for Steve Yano. For some reason, when I posted it today, people thought that it was for me. No, this is for him, and I will make sure that it gets to his family. Now, uh, very quickly, uh, some of you have been DMing me, inboxing me, hitting me up on YouTube about the Rodion Mixtape uh, um, CDs. I have still four that I'm, I'm making available for 25 bucks. If you hit us on the Super Chat today, it would be 25 bucks for four of them. They're at the value of 10 bucks a piece, and these go back uh, once again. This is 88 booming Bass, was done in 88, features Ice Cube, Eazy-E, J.J. Fad, and Tone Loke. Uh, 24-7, 86 in the mix and uh high c this is, high c is actually how we got our record deal when i did i i'm not your puppet for the first time on a mixtape uh somebody said is that the dirty version yeah that's the fucking long dirty perverted version so if you guys want it uh hit us on the super chat 25 bucks uh make sure you screenshot it send it to us at rodeo radio at gmail.com and we will get that out uh somebody's been asking when are you going to send mine out because we sold some a couple of days ago my thing is i want to send them all by bulk i don't want to send them all one by one so i'll get that out to you this week once again the rodeo mixtape documixery you can get it at documixery.com you can also get the apparel the apparel that i'm actually wearing now Um, other than that you can reach us on all platforms Uh, You should be able to see that on on the screen. Somebody said, are we on iHeartRadio? Yes. Are we on Anchor? Yes. Are we on uh, Spotify? Yes. So you should be able to see that uh, throughout the show. My last uh, announcement is somebody said, uh, Tony, I'm not that computer savvy. Um, How do I subscribe to your YouTube page? Well, if you're on it now, all you have to do is just hit where it says subscribe. That's it just click where it says subscribe if there's not going to be a button click on the word subscribe and then hit the bell uh, to notify you whenever i upload new uh, content or whenever we go live but without further ado i would like to introduce my guest one of my most requested uh guests uh by many many people um uh, have been wanting to hear an interview on little one. so once again all the way from san Diego. My good friend, little one, thank you for coming, brother. Oh,
0: man, it's all good. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, man. You know, there's a lot to talk about. So what I want to do is, uh I know we're still in January. You'll be the last one I ask. I want to ask you, how were your holidays beginning with Thanksgiving?
0: Thanksgiving was great. It was a feast. Um Christmas was great. New Year's was great. Everything has been good, man. Yeah.
1: A lot of food. A you, lot of food and a lot of food. Do you eat a lot, a, a lot of turkey, man? Are you a turkey guy or more of a ham guy?
0: I'm a turkey guy. For reals? Yeah.
1: Okay. And uh, Christmas, you give out a lot of gifts or you get a lot? I of have gifts? a
0: very small, intimate circle. I don't have a lot of family, uh-huh. so you know, I, it, there's not too many people involved. Uh-huh. But the people that are close to me definitely got some love.
1: Okay. What did you spend uh, New Year's at? Were you were you like ninety two
0: point five had a, a an event, a party? And they had, like, different rooms, different music. So me and my girl were over there, and we did it up. It was good. Really? Yeah. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. You got, did the countdown and everything? The whole shebang, man. It was, it was really cool. It was a lot of different... You know, people of all ages, different races, it was calm, the ambiance was good, the music was good, like everything was good. It w- I had a really good time.
1: That's a good thing. It's all about having a good time. I had a good time over here uh, in a blanket and a uh, uh, in a pillow watching the <laughs> Dick Clark show. That's what I did. You know
0: what? I really don't get out much. Like I don't I don't go out at all. It's uh-huh. like the first New Year's in like a long long time that I actually did something. So
1: it was good. Okay, now before we get into the music or what have you done, uh, uh, what are you doing, and what can people expect uh, from you? Uh, uh, I want to ask you a couple of questions, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, seen any good movies lately? Yes. Well, uh, let, let us know, man. Irishman is good. I like that.
0: Um, what was I almost saw today? I my mind is a little blank, but I probably saw every movie on Hulu, every movie on Vudu. Firestick. And, fire stick every movie you name it bro like we saw one today i've been watching a lot of the power series okay you like the power series yeah yeah the irishman was good i don't have titles bro i binge all day on the movies okay i don't have titles okay. irishman was good yeah i like that one
1: i was telling uh i think my, one of my last guests that I, I liked it because it's not every time we could see al pacino robert de niro and Joe pesci all in one movie And that was dope. Yeah, that was good. good. It
0: was a little long, but it was good.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, um, Other than that, um, let's start from the very beginning. Uh, Where were you born at, man? I was born in Mexico. Yeah. What part of Mexico? Mexico City. Mexico City. La capital, pues. La capital.
0: So my mom immigrated over here Uh when when I was three months old. Okay. I had two older brothers and uh, we moved to Southeast San Diego to Sherman. Okay. And that's where I was raised. That's where you were raised. That's
1: where I was raised. That's where you
0: went. What elementary school did you attend? I went to uh, Sherman Elementary. Okay. And then they would bus us out to the junior highs because there there wasn't a junior high in the vicinity. The only junior high in the vicinity was Uh from like the rival neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing like that. Back then, the gang gang culture was really, really active and really big. Right. So they would bus us out to like a nice area. Right. And that's where I went to high school, to PB, junior high. Then I started getting in trouble. So I started getting, you know, going to different schools. I ended up at like Mark Twain and like Garfield High. Okay. But it was cool. I mean, honestly, like I, I was, I was eager on the education and I wasn't really too much of a troublemaker. I was just, you know, around the peers and getting involved in that kind of stuff. But like I would get A's and B's.
1: No shit. Oh, Yeah. See, I wish I could have, bro, because if there's a one thing that I ever wanted to do was make my mom proud, but I was too much of a fucking class clown, bro.
0: Me too. I was the cl- Matter of fact, if you look at at Mark Twain yearbook in Garfield, I got a class clown. For real? Yeah. Is that why the video, you're like the Joker? Yeah, man, like, that's my personality. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm a goofball, like, all the time. Like, sometimes, like, even when I was young, I'd say things like, Hey, I finna get ready to go to the store. Does anybody want something? And they'll be like, what did you just say? I said, I finna get ready to go to the store. Does anybody want something? Or like if you're driving, I'll be like, hey, you're going to be making it right at the light. So I just implement like goofball shit every day.
1: Dope, dope. That's
0: just who I am, man. Like I'm a, I'm a big believer that you just have to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like when I got into the like into the music stuff, if you notice, like my early stuff was like spooky stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Because I've always liked like the dark type of music like i literally go into the studio bro and this is like triste like they'll tell you like i'll go in and i'll be like um have you heard children of the Corn?" no what is that and i'll be like ah, play that ah, okay put this drum beat okay now I go well, the beat's done you know what i'm saying so it's easy like i think when you engage with your artistic ability It's a lot easier for you to make the music you like instead of going in there trying to sound like what with what's out or you know this guy or that guy. If you engage with your artistic ability and what you have internally, it's a lot easier to manifest that. And I've never been afraid of that. Even when I went from the spooky shit to like my rock shit, you sold out. Like, how did I? How do you sell out? What's it? What what? what validates that you sold out because you you touch base with another right. you know what I'm saying genre right. of music right. right you know or or this is for uh blacks okay well we grew up listening to oldies who sings oldies mostly right blacks right you know what I'm saying so there's a lot of hypocrisy right but you got to figure that shit out within yourself right right
1: at least I did good good okay let's uh let's go back a little bit uh, uh to the beginning uh growing up uh in the mexican home your mother and your father what type of music uh could you say you were raised with uh, let's say with your father what would he play
0: i didn't meet my dad till a few years ago okay Yeah.
1: okay so and my mom you know it
0: was a uh, spanish los los yonics
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know los tigres del norte right but my brothers they would play hip-hop okay you know what i'm saying so my brothers were banging out beastie boys run dmc they're playing basketball curtis blow so, there was always music in the house. So, you know, when the when the beat was playing or like, because there was a little park next to my house and that was the spot. So every time I heard the music, I'd just be watching, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, one day I want to do that, you know? So, I just, I, I, the, t- I'm going to give some advice to, to any young person that wants to learn, you know, the, the sequencing of, of, of words. To me, if you memorize one of your favorite hip hop songs, it's easier for you to put words together because they'll flow off your tongue without having to practice. You know what I'm saying? Because someone else already did it. Right. And once you get comfortable with the rhythm of your words, then you will be able to open up a new dimension and say your own words. That's why I was able to say things like, Hey, i finna going to get ready to go to the store. Does anybody want something? By the way, you're going to be making a Reddit at the light. That's why it was so easy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So You shouldn't have to struggle to make good music.
1: Okay. It's
0: really easy, honestly
1: you know what i'm saying well because you're you know you're gifted like for me to make beats for me to dj for me to scratch uh and then i would try to teach people they would say dude like it looks so easy to you and because to me it was easy
0: that's right i mean there's this uh old story about picasso Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and picasso was out doing his thing and they paid him like a significant amount of money and everybody was angry like it took him 15 minutes to do this painting and then he got paid this money and he's like, it's not 15 minutes. It's the 20, 30 years that I've been doing this that allows me to do something like this in 15 minutes. Right. Everything is perspective. If you ask me, Mm -hmm. you know what? You know, like there's rappers and there's artists, there's beat makers and there's producers, like there's contenders and there's champions and you have to decide where you want to be. And you, got, you can't let any barrier stop you from being what you want to be. And that means that you're going to have to compromise your yes and your no. Mm-hmm. And know which way to go because you're going to get a lot of barriers throughout that process. Right, It's like a journey. Okay, You, know, you have to be like a mammal in the ocean on survival right. mode. You know what I'm saying? Like an apex fucking predator. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And you got to kind of like send text messages to yourself read them observing and decide like do i really want to do this i mean i've heard rappers and i'm gonna say rappers not artists say like well i gotta see how this does first and i'm like no i've done albums that i thought were the greatest that didn't do half as good as an album that was just okay you know what i'm saying yeah i've done shows that i put so much into that 200 people showed up with an amazing lineup but I never stop me. You're gonna fail and fail and fail and fail, but you're also gonna win and win and win and win. You just can't let anything stop you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: yeah. How, how many brothers and sisters do you have, brother?
0: I had a uh, th- three brothers and one sister. My older brother passed away in a car accident. Today's his birthday.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, he died. Uh,
0: 14 years ago in a car accident. Wow,
1: I'm sorry to hear that, brother. But we
0: got divided. We got divided really young because my mom got sick when Uh I was uh, 15. Okay. She got a brain tumor and then she passed. So my two older brothers had their own pops. And my little sister and my little brother had their own pops. Okay. So when she got sick, like, these dudes came and grabbed their kids and bounced out. So I was like the drifter, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I, like i said you know what i'm saying like when your mind is like is an expanding mode yes you see everything you know what i'm saying and like they say like i don't gonna fuck what anybody says i had a wonderful childhood yeah you know what i'm saying i've seen it all you know from death to hypocrisy to you name it bro you know what i'm saying but you just have to be able to dictate what you're going to be and what you're not going to be right and if you think about it If God gave us the capacity to understand everything that happens to us, there will never be a space to learn. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he gives us a a bit of capacity to understand that the problem is the message. But a lot of people focus on the problem and not the message. And I was one of those. I've I've been on the other side of this, where I was a fucking walking nightmare. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So... It's a process, you know what I'm saying. So like, and even then though, when I was like at my worst, I was still able to make music and sound like I, you know, like it was great. Like I don't like a lot of my old shit. I listen to it and I'm like, fucking turn that off. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I wasn't at my best. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like you as an artist, if you know you're not at your best and you and you replay a recording, you're not gonna be proud of it because you know you're better. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you clear the clutter internally and you go record, you're recording on a on a different dimension, on a different level, on a different capacity where you're able to do what you really want to do because you have cleared out opinions and what people say and what people think. When you stop giving a fuck about that, right. then you can really be you. Right. You don't go in there with some fucking opinion or, oh, what is this person going to think or what are they going to think? when you start removing what people think about you and assumptions and just be the best you the best fucking you really does come out you know what i'm saying that's good
1: man that's That's just my opinion no that's good i I would like to talk a little bit more about that mindset that you have because you know what you have that uh winning mindset okay and i like that in people i like that in people because i come across people all the time like earlier when i told you i said you know what maybe i'm one of of those weird guys first of all because i really ever get sick i really ever get headaches i really ever get depressed you never really see me down i just i'm one of 10 kids okay uh, uh, and I, I, deal with family members that are always depressed, you know? Yeah. Uh, some are happy, some all depends what's going on, but to me, I'm always the same. You know, people always tell me, how you doing, brother? I said, I'm blessed, brother. As long as I open my eyes, as long as I'm not dead, Gerald in the hospital, I'm blessed. Okay. Yeah. Th- now, now let me ask you this. This may seem a little weird. Um, uh, what type of movies did you grow up watching as a kid? And there's a reason why I'm asking. So, um, honestly, bro, I, I,
0: everything is diverse in my life. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, I can't on I can't give you a an honest answer and tell you this is the type of movies that I watch because my life is like a huge, huge mace. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Even when it comes to music, like I don't listen to hip hop music. I listen to like Stained and Lincoln Park and Sade and uh, Weezer. You know what I'm saying? So it was the same with movies. Okay. You know, because when you're young, you're really not in control of the movies. Like right. an adult, like right now, we like we can just browse and be like, "Hey, this is a crime thriller. Let me put this shit on and see what what it is." You know what I'm saying? Because when you're young, there's somebody putting movies on for you. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. So when I was like in my teens, it wasn't even about movies. I was still dealing with the trying to function in dysfunction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trying to get a clear sight in the darkness. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Okay. Because you, 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 you start tussling with things that you don't know how to tussle with. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure, dog, like, you know, you come from a from the our culture, and our culture is very powerful. Powerful enough to either destroy you or elevate you. Right. So you got to find that balance. So if I tell you, oh, I, I watch these movies. Like, when my brother was watching the movie, I would sit down. You know what I'm saying? And right. Beverly Hills Cop. Fucking, you know crime thrillers horrors like i like um hip hop spooky music but i really don't like horror films okay you know what i'm saying i mean i like I, i've watched all the jason movies and the friday <laughs> the 13th but i'm not a big fan of them right you know what i'm saying okay. so it's like i don't know like you say that oh, maybe i'm just a weird guy like it's not that you're weird it's just that your your mental capacity is at, at an, another level like there's more people that think the same than people that don't think the right, same right that's right, just that's right. just what i've experienced
1: you know as a kid i grew up of course like a lot of people watching laverne and shirley you know what's happening I, yeah, Stanford yeah. And Son, oh, yeah happy days you know, yeah happy days my dad introduced me to a lot of black and white movies a lot of horror movies uh whether it be uh you know boris Karloff, lon cheney uh you know, just uh, a, a bunch of weird movies, and that's why sometimes you kind of see shit on my table that kind of represents stuff that I grew up with. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, my
0: brother did. He used to watch all the Star. A matter of fact, the first movie I ever went to was Star Wars really? with my older brother. Yeah.
1: Okay, and my mom would watch uh Spanish movies. Of course, I grew up watching her damn novellas, which I never enjoyed. <laughs> but I, we couldn't change the channel, and I think what—that's well, what I mean. We yeah.
0: weren't in control of the
1: channel, right? Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, back then you were the remote control. Cambiela, Cambiela, yeah, yeah. We had a change. The little brown box. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but as far as music, uh, I was raised. My mother listened to Spanish music. My dad also, but my dad also listened to a lot of like uh, you know English music. Uh, uh, The the reason why I asked, because I wanted to see possibly what shaped and molded you as far as the music that you do today, because the tracks that you sent me, all of them sound different. Yeah, all of them sound different and I've always been a fan if you listen to the show I always say I like different Different, you know I like different like nobody would ever think that I'm a huge fucking fan of The Doors like I'm a huge fan yeah. I like Led Zeppelin you know but that's because you're a you're a real artist you know what I'm saying That that's my point mm-hmm.
0: like the music sounds different because I'm I don't have a barrier artistically
1: right. I don't allow it right
0: what am I gonna do not record a certain song, type
1: of song because some fuckhead has a problem with it you know what I'm saying, or, or, or that you sold out? Oh, that I sold out. Maybe they think maybe. maybe and let's clarify. Selling out to me would be like you wearing a fucking g-string, a trench coat, and some boots. Well, yeah, would, you know, I, I mean, that's different. That, that's you know? that's a
0: whole different the fuckhead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but artistically and musically, you know, I, I like rock music.
1: Yeah, I love
0: rock music. Yeah. I go to Stain concerts. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, um, I like um, Audio Slave I like when Soundgarden was out mm-hmm. you know Limp Bizkit um, all that shit you know what I'm saying and right. and I've always wanted to record music like that
1: do you like prayers
0: I like prayers yeah we, we were neighbors yeah I mean I I, I, I'm not longer. I'm not a I won't buy a ticket mm-hmm. but I support his movement mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I support his movement because he's doing what he wants to do artistically
1: right right and right.
0: who am I to say anything of course You know what I'm saying? So he's winning. He's successful. He's doing what he loves to do. And more power to him.
1: Right, right.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, if I knew that Prayers was performing like a block away and I'm here, I'd probably show up. Right. But, you know, am I going to jump on a plane and go see it? Probably not. Just being honest. You know what
1: I'm saying? What, what, What is the last show or concert you went to as far as rock music? Stained. Okay.
0: I went to go see uh Actually... We were doing a Latin lockdown in Reno, Nevada. Okay. And Aaron Lewis uh was across the street. So I I didn't I forgot about this and I went to go see uh stained.
1: Okay.
0: I took my daughter to go see Jennifer Lopez a few minutes ago.
1: Now let me ask you this. Uh people always ask me this. What is in your car right now? For an example. I mean, I know we played off all- off of our phone but I'm must you say that you have cds or a cassette what would be in your car right now i play a group called banks okay i like i like slow music like see that's another thing
0: some people categorize slow music as sad music uh-huh i don't you know what i'm saying like i like i train with three the time I, like he doesn't say anything but i play all slow music you know, I'll be jumping rope doing sprints to slow music. So I like Banks. I like Audio Slave. I like Weezer. Um, beach music. I like a lot of beach music. So that's really it. Like, I really don't. Like, once in a while, I'll throw on, like, "Still" from Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's really, really it. Like, I don't really engage with any other, I like slow music.
1: Okay, now, usually when I did a lot of, uh, earlier last year, 2019, I did a lot of podcast interviews. They were interviewing me. This is before I started uh, rolling radio. I've
0: seen some of them. They're really good.
1: Thank you. And uh, when people ask me, you know, what do you got in your car right now? They're expecting, you know, hip-hop shit. I'm like, I listen to KUSC, which is a classical station that's what i listen to yeah i love classical music and then uh now somebody may think I'm a, I'm a weirdo but you know where i like to go to breathe my mind to be mm. honest with you i like going to museums and oh you, that's good and you know what i like going? To, i like going to museums by myself that's I, good i have a membership to the natural history museum bro
0: that's because you are in the different see bro there's categories in life and we all belong in different categories you know what i'm saying mm. like i have categories in my mind and i know where everybody belongs But you got to place them there like you're in a category of your own because the traditional person what you're doing is non-traditional. But because we were domesticated, it's like if we grow up, check this out. Like if you grow up when you're growing up and you're eating a soup, right? And somebody tells you, hey, finish that soup. What is what are you doing? There's people starving here. Like, what's wrong with you? Oh, shit. Then you eat the soup and right. they're like, oh, that's my good boy. Like, you just got tortured and complimented at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Right, that's right. our traditional thing. So as we get older, it's like we tell our kids, hey, don't waste that food because of the, the way that we were domesticated like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, but that's right. traditional. Like, I got kicked out of catechism. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like, well, I'm like, well, how do, how do I know that what you're saying is true? Right, right. Like, who, who are you to say that? I need to do this. Like, I don't need to do this. What are you
1: doing? The Catholic aerobics? It's Daniel system. No, oh, yeah. Right. Okay.
0: And the lady was like, you know, you need to. I said, I don't need to do shit, but breathe. You know what I'm saying? So they kicked me out of catechism. Same in school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we know all the history? But how do we know all of that is true? But you have the right to believe that because that's non-traditional. Right. you go going to the museum is non-traditional to the person that are traditionally around you. But I bet you there's another hundred million people that like going to the museum just like you. They're just not part of the same
1: right. Right.
0: culture. You,
1: didn't, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's funny. When I was a little kid, uh, I used to love my mom's albondigas, okay? Me too. And uh, I, I never used to finish them because she was, Cantas Dame como give me like 10, you know, albondigas. So I would eat like seven. And then she would tell me, you know, there's kids in Africa. I just told you. And yeah. And you know what I told her? Seriously, she got so pissed off. I would mail it to them. <laughs> That's what I, of course, I didn't mean it, but I was like, yeah, oh, I don't, you know. But I'm not going to eat it. You know, I was one of those skinnier kids with a big-ass fucking pop. Right, right, right. He used to call me the Mexican Ethiopian. So, (laughs) but yeah. But (laughs) anyways, bro. That's funny. Anyways, bro, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and press pause right there. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about what you're working on right Right. now. Cool? Cool. All right, my brother. So, once again, uh, Rodeo Radio, episode 26 with special guest, okay so make sure you guys call somebody take somebody slap the hell out of somebody let them know that little one is in the building uh we're going to come back after a 10 minute break once again whoever hits us on the super chat uh uh, 25 bucks you get the four cds i'll mail them out this week uh the rolling mixtape documentary at drmixery.com and we'll be back soon so take us away johnny boy Thank you, everybody, once again for uh, tuning into Rodian Radio, episode twenty-six. We have a little one in the building. Once again, for those that hit us on the super chat, twenty-five bucks, you get these four CDs. Uh, I'll mail them out to you this week. Hit us on the super chat, and you'll get four CDs, and they're sealed. Uh, they're not used, okay? So, anyways, uh, once again, we're not going to uh, waste any more time. We're back with Little One all the way from San Diego. Thank you for coming through, brother. All the uh, way
0: from San Diego. Exactly.
1: So 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 far, <laughs> so good, brother. I love your energy. I love the way things are going. But what I want to talk about is as far as your rap career, because, you know, I heard the new music that you sent me. I thought it was. I I thought it was great. My personal opinion, and a matter of fact, I texted you and I said, "This this one's fire." I even named them. This was yeah, fire. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. dope. This is this, because they were very different yeah. uh, for me. But uh, uh, let, let me ask you, as a youngster, what was possibly the first rap song, if you can remember, that you heard? Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. Do you remember? Brass what song? Monkey. Brass Monkey. Yeah, Beastie okay.
0: Boys, and then uh, like, Run DMC, okay. Hard Times. Okay. It's like that. They're playing basketball, 8 Million Stories. Okay. Um.
1: You know, music along those lines. At, at what point in time do you remember thinking, you know what, uh, um, I'm going to go ahead and start trying to write shit, try, start trying to rhyme? Did you just mimic those songs and you figured? At, like, at lim- first,
0: yeah, because I was in elementary school, so I would mimic those songs. And I remember on career day, um. Uh, DJ from 92.5 went and I was like hey man so like what is it like and he was like, I'm like I thought that was just like gigantic at the right, time you right. know and so um, you know I just started writing I started writing I was 10 years old and then it's funny because at that time there was an older guy from my neighborhood that was doing neighborhood raps for the neighborhood Okay. his name was Clown and Night Owl was doing neighborhood raps for his neighborhood at that time too. So they were like two really popular neighborhood rappers. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I want to do that. You know, mm. so when I was 12, that clown from Sherman uh-huh. took me to the neighborhood DJ and they put the instrumental of Genius of Love, wow. which I ended up using on one of my albums. So I, I was 12 and I did a neighborhood rap. So you would hear all the older homies throughout the whole thing. They got around, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody knew everybody, you right. know? And um, and that's where it all really started, you know what I'm saying? Like, after I did I would go to all the quinceaneras. Like, the big homies would come, tell my mom, hey, we'll bring them right back. And they would take me to do the quinceaneras, and then they come drop me off, you know what I mean? So that's how I got, like, popular in the neighborhoods. Okay. So when I really, really came out, Everybody already knew me because of those right. neighborhood raps.
1: And about how old were you at the when this time? You said
0: around twelve. When I did the neighborhood rap, yeah, uh-huh. it's on YouTube and all that. Really? Yeah. Okay. And about what year do you remember? Uh, it it was. It was in the mid '80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was in the mid '80s. And and to be honest, you know, as I got older, maybe seventeen, eighteen, and my and my whole family, personal situation was falling apart. Um, I was involved in you know making money the other way, yeah. you know and uh, i ran into um night owl a few times okay and i already knew that he was like in the game like doing his thing he had albums out so he actually took me to the first studio Hmm. where i recorded an actual song like we used to drive to riverside you know and record and that was like the first time that i actually went in a studio and recorded like you know, right. in a studio,
1: right? And, and you were a teenager at this time, correct? I was uh, no. When I went with that, I was about eighteen. Okay. And now, now when you did that "Genius of Love" instrumental rap song, uh was that a cassette or a CD? They it? were just cassettes. And was that one or multiple? Oh, songs? I did a whole
0: bunch of those later. Okay. I did like Smurfy's Dance, more bounce to the ounce
1: It came my time, that I didn't even know what the fuck I was saying. You know what I'm saying? You know, Okay, now let me ask you something. Yeah. And this is something that I don't know if people ask you a lot. When you first heard yourself on tape mm-hmm. and they played it back, did you like hearing yourself? No, I did not. To this point,
0: like when I hear the my older stuff, I don't like a lot of it because, like I said, I wasn't my at my best. Okay. But I, I never really, like when I learned how to like control my voice yes. and how to like use it right. like with certain types of music is when I really enjoyed, like, listening to myself. Not enjoy, but when I was like, okay, that's dope. Right. Like, that's cool. When I understood, like, this tempo is going to require, you know, like, LL Cool J. Some of his songs are really chill and laid back, and some of them are really wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I would always say, like, oh, I'm going to do my LL Cool J shit right now. Or, you know, I'm going to do my, you know, hype shit right now. Right, right. But that was when I became more, you know, uh, uh, it, when I engage with my artistic ability, right, right. But when I was younger, it was just all over the place. You okay, know what I'm saying? It okay. was just like, let's go record, let's go to the studio and just say a bunch of stupid shit. You know? Right,
1: right. The reason why I asked about your voice is because uh, I sounded like a squirrel. Really?
0: So yeah, wow. yeah,
1: yeah. You know, it, it's weird because. When I was doing these mixtapes, obviously there's a collection of like about 80 mixtapes because I did a lot of R&B, a lot of house, a lot of hip hop, and a mm-hmm. lot of electro funk stuff. Uh when I couldn't find anybody at the time or couldn't somebody couldn't come over to rap on them, uh what would happen is Steve would uh the guy who would actually sit there and work the four track, you say something. Just say, you know, this is Tony A, we're here with Steve Yano at the yeah, Rolling Stone. Yeah, I mean. yeah, 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 yeah. And when I would say that, like I do like 20 times because I, I just wasn't a rapper, you know? And he would play it back, and he was like, it's cool. I, I thought I sounded like a fucking moron, bro. I was like, right, right, I, right. I sound like a fucking idiot, bro. Take that off. Yeah. So sometimes we did mixtapes without a voice, you yeah. know? So last year when I began to do a lot of podcasts, a lot of dudes would text me the link. Listen, tell me what you think. I've never listened to it, bro, because I don't like listening to myself. To yourself. So, I, so that's why I asked. I wonder how a lot of rappers do it. Do they like... Yeah. yeah. Well, it, in
0: my experience, that's the way it was, but like you're talking about something a little different because right, right. it's longer. Like even what we're doing right now, like it is important to to be as organic and as you as as authentic even in conversation as possible because then you're relatable. Mm-hmm. Like other people have a wagon that went to TJ like we did. Mm-hmm. Other people were told, "Hey, you can't you need to eat that food. There's fucking people suffering or starving, And they can relate. You know what I'm saying? I think that and that and that's why I was telling you, like I totally applaud what you're doing you know being a legend being respectable being mexican and being able to cross over into the urban community and and not be looked at like a mexican producer or a mexican <laughs> artist if i buy a jamba juice you think i want motherfuckers saying that's the mexican owner of the jamba juice nah right, i just right. want to be like, that motherfucker right there owns jamba juice period you know period you know right. what i'm saying so you know i salute you for that you Thank know you, and baby. not only that but to to be able to uh you know, call upon artists like myself and, uh, and all the other homies that have came here and give them an, uh, an opportunity and a platform to, you know, just speak and have conversation and have the cameras here. Because imagine if we would have done that the whole time.
1: I know. You know, right.
0: imagine how powerful our whole situation would have been if we would have really documented our whole time. If, if we you know we would have recorded our albums with cameras and really put them out there and our arguments and our upbringings and our downfalls and our winnings and how we overcame this and overcame that. You know what I'm saying? And, and to be able to be here now, yeah, granted, you know, social media is a, a bigger tool for us now, but I think that when things are organic and when things are authentic, they're a lot more you know, uh, relatable, you know, right. people embrace, uh-huh. you know, authenticity more than anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, you know, again, to me where I'm at in my life now, and I'll say it publicly, like I wasn't always here. Right. I'm not proud of a lot of things that I did, right. but the process and the progress, you know, has been, you know, a journey, right. Right. With no destination. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can, like, there's probably somebody right now, like, f- you hear that stupid ass and what he's saying. One day, hopefully,
1: that dumb fuck grows. Right, of course. And he'll understand what we're talking about. Of course. Or he's will stay a dumb fuck. <laughs> or he just stay mm-hmm. a dumb fuck. So, <laughs> so now let's go back to, you said something real interesting. You said, uh, Night Out was one of the first to take you, if not the first, take to a studio and record there. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you guys tracked? Yeah, we did a pro- we were a group. Okay. We were called Hollow Point. Okay. You know, so, you know,
0: we recorded a couple of tracks mm-hmm. uh with some dude named Jigs. Okay. And you know, we would go down with actually the first studio we went to was with some guy named Sir Crown. You know, and we did like an oldie song and then we went over there and you know, we became a group Hollow Point. And okay. you know, we were recording songs at the time, and that's when Easy E was blowing up with Bone Thugs and Harmony. And, you know, on a drunk night, I called Easy that number on the phone and I left like 20 messages. Fucking Jerry Heller calls me the next day. I tell Night Out, we fucking go to Ruthless Records. We meet Easy, we meet Jerry. He sends us to Mark Palladino in Inglewood. We're recording at Mark Palladino, Easy dies. Wow. That was nuts, man.
1: Okay, I'm gonna share something with you. That uh, well, well. First, let me ask you a question. From the time that you met Night Owl, from the time that you got in contact with Jerry Heller, how, how long was that time? Year or so? Mm, less. Yeah, less than a year. Okay, less than a year. So then you called Jerry Heller, and uh, Jerry Heller obviously invites you guys. You guys come down. Yeah. Did you ever meet Easy? I,
0: I didn't meet him at that
1: time. Okay. Uh,
0: but I met him after that. Okay. The, on our first visit to Ruthless Records, we met Easy E. Okay. Easy E is the one that told uh jerry have them re-record all this music mm-hmm. so he sent us to mark paladino's mm-hmm. where ruthless records was recording cocaine mc ran above the law all those records right so we met easy e then that day okay so he sent us over there and then they gave us a schedule so we were driving to los angeles to i mean inglewood to record a project for ruthless records mm-hmm. And Eze came maybe once there, and then when he went to San Diego with Bone Thugs and Harmony to uh, some club, we saw him there too. Okay. So we did get a, f- a few times that we got right. to see him, but we saw Jerry Heller
1: more. Mm-hmm. And then he got
0: sick, and that whole shit happened, and then
1: he right. died. Um. Uh, if, if if I'm correct, uh, I believe they were gonna sign you guys, right? Yeah. Okay. They were gonna sign you guys. That would have been amazing, bro. Because as of right now, I think the only person that he ever signed that was La, Chicano was... Toker. Toker, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we were like this,
0: this close. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I give props where, where props are due, man. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, you know, Nato took me under his wing and, and, you know, took me to the studio and showed me the music shit and the studio shit. So, like, we were really doing that project. Right. Like, right. We were really there, like, recording, like, real shit. Like, right. you know, we had dope-ass beats. We were recording... Dope ass songs, and you know, if we didn't like something, like we weren't afraid mm-hmm. to say it, you right. know what I'm
1: saying? Uh, about how many, uh, well, let me ask you this what studio were you guys recording at at the edge, recording the Ninglewood okay at the with edge. Mark Palladino okay. okay? And uh, about how many songs did you guys do? That we game? probably had like seven or eight songs now. a uh, speak on a song called Pet Cemetery,
0: Pet Cemetery, yeah, that was for the dog pound,
1: yeah, yeah. Can, can you share with, with the public that may not know? why you guys did okay so at that time
0: yeah that's crazy you know that so at that time uh easy e uh they were beefing with death row right right and um and you know it was just all back and forth so snoop dog being a dog right right and we were like okay we're gonna do pet cemetery and bury snoop and back up easy, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't say the song was that great. It was a little corny, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. But we did that song, right? And I said, "Tell me where the mud sat, some shit." But we did that song, and it was there, and it was gonna like it. Was, they were gonna release that song, mm. and then just it was just weird because he would call night out. He would call me, and we would talk on the phone. The last time I spoke to Easy E was on New Year's Eve the year, the year he died. He died in March. And we spoke on New Year's that that January. Okay. At night, he's like, yeah, we're going to do this. You know, I'll be down there. I got the records. You know, it's on. Right. And then we just, he just kind of disappeared. Right. So when we were calling and we were calling, you know, he wasn't around. And then one time Jerry Heller called us both. So me and Night I went and met him at the Hyatt. And he was talking about he had a deal with Warner Brothers and he was going to get $10 million and that we were going to be the first act that he signed. And we were like, nah, man, like we're fucking with EZ, bro. Right. And he's like, E has, Eric has AIDS and he's going to die and they're going to announce it. And then he died. And then, you know, after he died, he promised us shit for years, you know, and kind of, that, kind of went his way. I went my way. And that's when I recorded once in a decade.
1: Right. You know, you know. I know Easy. I met Easy in 1987. That's when I first met him. And then uh of course he would uh do the mixtapes. Uh he would rap on my mixtapes. It's funny, I have a funny story that I don't think I've ever shared. Easy E comes over to my house right here, actually same street. Um, uh, and uh he came over, he turned over a record crate, and he starts writing for a uh a cassette that we call recap And he writes a 16-bar verse. He writes it, and then he keeps like, man, them tacos smell good, because my mother was making tacos dorados. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So he was like, you did give me some of those tacos? So I feel weird, like, shit, let me go tell my mom. I said, mom, el moreno quiere unos tacos. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she was like, ¿cuántos quieren? You know, so I said, okay, give him three. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, she, she, you know the, we call them crunchy tacos. Yeah, yeah, tacos you know, dorados. Tacos dorados. So, of course, she put the lechuga, the, you know, uh, everything in yeah, yeah, sour in there. cream. And that motherfucker killed them, bro. Yeah, man. Like, he fucking killed them, bro. And, and he was like, man, Kapoor, the best Kapoor in the he world. He was down with us. Easy E, Easy E loved Chicanos, bro. He yeah. really, truly did, bro. Yeah. You know, and uh, Tupac as well. Uh, I just wish a lot more people today like them would show us a little bit more love.
0: Well, that, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'll do reality, bro. Like, there's a lot of people in position mm-hmm. to give us a bigger platform. The thing is that they don't have the balls.
1: That's what it is.
0: To give us that platform. I don't really want to say any names. Okay, you don't have to. You right. know what I'm saying? But there's a lot, and you know who you are, you know, that can give us a bigger platform. But, you see, that goes back to the organic and 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 being cool with who you are. Because if you're cool with who you are right. and you're in position, you're not going to be afraid to speak up. Right. Hey, you know what? There's these guys right here that are fucking dope. We need to give them an opportunity. I'll give you an example. My buddy Brian Sampson was at Interscope. Now he's at Empire, and he does all the radio promo for all the up and coming, you know, tight gene, you know, rappers, right? Right. And you know, when we did the Untouchables project with Misfit and Conejo and, and, and Shadow, I told him, hey, we need to go on this radio run. And he's like, yeah, but look, you know, this is a little bit different. I go, exactly. And that is why this will work for us. Because when you take all these 50 rappers that sound the same and look the same and say the same mumbo jumbo in interviews, we don't. They don't expect us on that platform. You're going to be doing some non-traditional shit with some non-traditional motherfuckers. And the music is cracking course yeah and he's like i feel you but again you know and he and we're still working on it
1: well the thing is we need risk takers risk takers balls balls bro bros. but a lot of these guys <laughs> would rather go with what's out there you know goofy yeah. bastards wearing tight fucking jeans yeah, smoking weed saying yeah, you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah you know what i'm saying
0: yeah 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 dog. that's it, it and and you're right and and honestly there is mexicans latinos mm-hmm. That are in position right now they have no
1: balls bro. no ball skinny See, jeans squeeze it, them all
0: that ground. bro all that you know and, and you know dog, do you know how much bigger our our whole shit would be if we were on par 106 debuting the next album exactly you know it doesn't matter who you know, when, when my bro Shadow comes out, I'm going to be supporting my bro wearing a fucking brand new Shadow album shirt. Same with Conejo, same with Misfit, same with the next guy. Right. You know, I'm not saying that it's me. I'm saying there's a whole bunch of talent right. that doesn't get the right platform. Well, even paying all these radio people and paying this guy and that guy, we're already pigeonholed. We're already put in the bracket that yeah. these guys are just Mexican rappers. They're You know what I'm saying? And, right. and that's what I mean, like... If you get the opportunity to speak and you know what the fuck, you like communication. It's one thing to communicate. It's another thing to communicate with comprehension. Because if you communicate with comprehension, you know what the fuck you're talking. You understand each other. Right. Like symbiosis and parasitic. All these motherfuckers that are in position, they have parasitic relationships. One gives and the other takes. If we were in symbiosis, then there would be mutualism. We would all win. We would all gain. You would win. I would win. Everybody would win because we're all in symbiosis with each other. But motherfuckers are afraid of mutualism. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The hat changes when you're given a different responsibility. Even from a rapper to an artist, it's different now. A rapper wants to get paid for the night. An artist is trying to get paid for the decade.
1: Right, right.
0: You know what I'm saying? Of course. Of course.
1: Even, even, even putting people on, that comes with a lot of responsibility. L- let me ask you something. What, what, what do you think? Just why do you think? You may not know. Or you may, you may know. Let us know. Why do you think they have no balls? They have no balls because they
0: are afraid, bro. They are afraid. They think that the position that they're in will last forever. They think don't. of how many times you've had a couple of hundred grand and you confuse it with 20 million yeah I'm, i know there's been times i'm like i'm rich as fuck fuck you
1: fuck you and fuck you then it's like whoa wait a minute wait you, wait a minute. i got five grand left
0: yeah you know so i think they're afraid of losing their position so in a sense like non-hypocritically i can understand that that's their paycheck and that's how they eat but again You have to have that title because people love what you do and who you are. You can't go into a title of leadership masked because you're not really leading for who you are. You're leading for somebody you're pretending to be, which goes back to the, you know, generalizing the compromise. You got to be able to sacrifice and you got to be able to compromise and not give a fuck who's going to get mad. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this dude, like Misfit. Misfit is crazy. He's like Kanye West. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Dope. Now imagine if Thelly Fell said, Misfit, come on my show on Power 106 from 4 to 6 and we're going to play your records. The dynamic would change. Yeah. Because they're going to look at him with different eyes and listen to him with different ears because he's at par 106. Why should what we're we do, what we doing right now not be as big as that? That's why I applaud you and I salute you because it's the same. Whatever 100 people are there, whether 300 are hating and 200, they're still watching. They're
1: still watching. Of
0: course. They're watching. They're some su- people, subscribers. Yeah, bro. So, you know, and it needs to be, like, we can't stop. We got to keep going. That's what I'm saying. Like, whether, whether you're 18, whether you're 28, whether you're 30, whether you're 40, 50, fifty six, you know, you got to do what the fuck you love to do and let nothing stop you. I've done records that I thought were fucking dope that they didn't do shit. Did that stop me? Fuck no. I went back to the studio and did some right. more shit. Right. You know, I've met artists and I'm like, look, I'm putting this whole shit together. These artists are going to, oh my God, they go to the, to, to, the, to the show, 200 people show up. In the end, bro. That doesn't dictate that the event wasn't great. You know, maybe the, the public didn't respond to it because we don't have this platform to promote it the way that it should be promoted. We're limited. Any radio station will take your money to promote, but you really have to be patient and you have to, you have to engage with time. You may speak too soon and ruin a relationship that can really be beneficial to you if you're patient. Time and patience are the greatest warriors of all fucking time, bro. And I've been on the other side of it. I've spoken too soon and made hasty decisions and ruined good relationships that could have helped me. But because I spoke too soon and I was in a parasitic state, there was no symbiosis. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you're patient and you take your time and you just chill out and you keep doing what you're doing, the moment will come. You put in the work, you'll get the result. But you don't dictate that. Mm-hmm. Time does,
1: you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Uh, let's go back a little bit, where uh, Easy passes away. May he rest in peace. Uh, and and I will say this, okay. Uh, uh, I had a lot of love for Tupac. I met him once. Uh, I seen him at another time, but I didn't go all to him. But I met him when he was about 19 years old in Oakland. And um, Easy E passed, but Easy death really, really hurt me. Like that one really hurt me. Um, so you and Night Out pretty much decided to go a separate way. You did your album. Yeah. Uh, um, Who produced that album as far as music uh, being? Madman,
0: the same dude that did Night Owl's first album. Okay. And that was once in a decade. And that was really like my real uh, introduction to my artistic shit, uh-huh. you know, where I was able to do that. That's when I went in with The Child of the Corn and that spooky uh, okay. uh, music.
1: And, you know, that was my introduction. What, what, what do you think when you said that spooky shit? What, what do you think influenced you to do that type of shit for this album? What you were going through at the time or something? You
0: know what, dog? Like, I cannot give you an answer. I, I cannot honestly tell you that there was a thing, that there was a moment. It was a movie. It, it was a movie. It, like, even now, like, I, me and three still even me and my girl, we always joke because I'm like, hey, isn't it funny that we don't know, like, what we're about to create doesn't exist right now. And then when we leave, something's gonna exist. So even now, when I go to the studio, like, it just comes, it just happens, bro. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And like, even my second record, No Condolences, I don't like that album. Wasted Days and Wasted Nights, I don't like that album. Voices, I don't like that album. Mm-hmm. Why? Because once Once in a Decade came out, you get a taste of money, you get a taste of fame. But all of that is just smoking mirrors, bro. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? You get vices. Wow. you get You get caught up in a circle that's not a circle. It's... You're not... You, you, you're you not inspired by what you're doing. You're manipulated into believing that you're really somebody you're not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of rappers right now that's still... I know it. that. Yeah. I, and, and I know that. You know, and look, everyone is grateful, bro, until they take a loss. Right. Honestly. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, you have to really pay attention to what you decide to do and with who
1: right.
0: because a rapper doesn't understand when you bring 20 years of relationship to him right production to him your best like how can you be mad at giving somebody your best and if they fail and don't sell records you're the bad guy <laughs> they're mad at you they can't understand the different dynamic of the business side of things. Like, I, like I got a homie named Young Diggy, Diggy, right? Mm-hmm. Talented as fuck, dope as fuck. One of the best artists I've ever met, but his records just don't sell. But he never got mad at me. I've worked with a lot of artists that when I've met them, hey, Uno, I can't wait to work with you, my dog. All right, cool. Under my wing, we go to the studio, I pay for the beats, pay for the features, give them distribution, release the records, and they don't sell, and it's my fault. Where's where's my money? Money? What
1: money? Of course, you're probably ripping them off. Yeah, right?
0: yeah I'm, how? You know what I'm saying? Same with everything else. Like, you if you want to be part of winning, you got to be part of losing, too. A- absolutely
1: absolutely and, it, and, it goes and, and, the territory, and bro. some
0: don't understand that yeah. some when they lose you're a piece of shit asshole motherfucker and you suck but, but if it would have been the opposite and that record would have sold and you still did everything the same you're my hero right you know what I'm saying so people have to understand that you can't be grateful when you win you know what I'm saying like you gotta be like when you're there when you win cool but you gotta, you gotta be cool with the loss too right you right, know I've lost sure. many times you know what I'm saying but it never stopped me and again some people don't don't understand the 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 caliber of this conversation right you know a lot of people see me and they they, yeah you know exactly they're like oh he's a weirdo that's fine
1: it doesn't matter hey hey, believe me just talk to me i'm enjoying this bro yeah
0: (laughs) you know what i'm saying even like when i started reading books when i read like the four agreements and like the alchemist and and books like that like it, it expanded my my brain It expanded my thought process you know, and the
1: li- it, it, let me stop you. I, I encourage our listeners, honestly, to pick up a book every once in a while. Absolutely. You know, I saw a quote one time that says, "Cheat on your phone with a book." Yeah, and I agree, bro. That's, because I, yeah. I, I'm a book reader. In my room over there, I have about a thousand books. That's but dope. I, I read a lot of more ancient history than any, pretty much anything else. So.
0: And you see, bro, but but again, you're engaging with something that's feeding you nutrients. You're giving your internal space nutrients, and when you have nutrients, you're able to grow. Mm-hmm. If you don't grow, bro, you're gonna get. You're gonna stay stuck in the hole. And anyone, anyone can grow. Right. You just have to have the desire right. to grow. Because there's two sides of everything. You can be negative. You can be tough. You can be a prick. You can be whatever. Or you can be positive. You can grow and you can be resilient and you can go. And I promise you that the end result is gonna be better over here than it is over here.
1: There, there is no middle.
0: There is no. There is no middle. That's just yeah. the truth. There was a time that if somebody told me, the fuck are you looking at, I'd be like, You and your mama. And there's if now you tell me what you're looking at, I'm not looking at anything, bro. I hope right. you have a great day, bro. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, because I like that. If if I really reacted to anyone and what everyone has to say about me. I'd be in Pelican Bay in the shoe program right
1: now. Right, right.
0: I like to go boogie boarding. I like to go eat with my girl. I like to watch Netflix all day and bake cookies. Who gives a fuck?
1: Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Dope, dope. I like that, man. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to hold that thought, bro. Hold on to those cookies. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a 10-minute break. Uh, once <laughs> again, uh, 25 bucks to uh, the Super Chat. Uh, I'll mail these out to you this week. Uh, The Rodeo Mixtape documentary, let me continue to remind you of that. Uh, uh, Like I said earlier, you know who I was talking to? uh, Chris the Glove Taylor and DJ Unknown, and I told them that this documentary, I will put it up against any West Coast uh, documentary right now. Uh, it took me, John, and my boy DG two years to finish, one year of shooting and one year of editing. So I gave two years of my life to uh, to this man named Steve Yano so that his name would not be, uh, uh, if you will, lost in West Coast hip hop history for this contribution that he did. So once again, uh, it, it, will, it will be worth it, $24.99 unlimited streaming on uh, documentary.com so we'll be back we're on all platforms call somebody take somebody slap the hell out of somebody break a bottle over somebody's head and let them know that little one is in the building and we'll be back yo welcome back everybody to a Rod- Rodian radio episode 26 with little one once again drop 25 on the super chat and you get all four of the Rodian mixtapes uh um, of course i'm gonna have some more coming out soon so uh, uh be looking out for those uh people say that well you know you still have the same ones You know you can buy them hard copy or you can buy them uh, via download on the website you know but at the same time some people like hard copy, so i'm making them available to you guys or you could buy them 10 bucks a piece on the website but uh once again you could buy them at uh, documentary.com or drop 25 on the super chat email us and uh we'll get these out to you uh, once again we're on all platforms uh that should be coming up Another thing is that uh, for those that have just DM me and told me, uh, can you repeat how to subscribe? Once again, just go to my page, Tony Vision, and just hit the word subscribe. Hit the notification bell button for future content, or when we go live, you'll be notified. Uh, There was another thing that I wanted to share, but you know what? We'll come back to that. But without further ado, let us go ahead and get back into our interview with Little One. And you were talking about cookies before the the show. Yeah, chocolate
0: chip cookies, extra chocolate's the best. Get them at Vons, 350 the oven. 11 minutes, cold water afterwards.
1: Either that or you could just walk around and eat them and join yeah, to the too. Them, yeah, you know? that or too. Mostly at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyways, um, so now you worked on your second album that you didn't like. Yeah. Uh, what was your third album? Wasted days and Wasted Nights, which I didn't like. Okay, now, at the time, did you like them? No. So, okay, you did it. You said, I don't like it. Fuck it, let's release it. That goes part that that's back to doing
0: things for the wrong reason. Let me get this bread real quick. Let me knock out oh, this okay. album real quick. Yeah. You know that, okay. but you know, like I said, like when you get into a space where you you are more structured and, and and you're more aware and more observant of the things that are significant and important, then that shit doesn't matter no more. Your value to yourself matters more than the than the loot, right? You know what I'm okay. saying? And then like I've always said like. I'm not going to do something that, that I feel I'm going to devalue myself. I'd rather not do it or do it for free because I want to do it for free. Right, right. Then be the guy that anyone can call up and say, I could get a verse from this guy. No, you can't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. my va- my value as, as who I am is is high.
1: That's
0: dope, man. As it should be. Yeah. And see, some people don't understand. Like, this is what the fuck we do.
1: Right, no, you know what they're gonna say, cabrón, mucho. yeah, of course, say. Of, of course, of course, but who's saying it. that, of course, who like who, the, the faithful subscribers, yeah, exactly. So, anyways, yeah, but we're not gonna sh- uh, shine light on them. So, now, okay, now there's a lot of things that I know about you, uh, meaning as far as your music history, but I always ask questions from a fan's perspective because. One dude hit me up, because, he hey, man, whenever you interview people, it almost seems like you don't know nothing about them. And I'm like, dude, my questions come as if a fan was sitting right here, and I want to know. Yeah. That's how it no, comes. I think
0: you're a great interviewer.
1: Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. No schooling, high school dropout, and here I am.
0: I like your hats.
1: Thank you, brother. Oh, dog. I Thank love Thank you. Oh, th- this is my boy, um, uh, Influence, Willie G from the city of San Pedro, who blessed me with these hats, bro. Nice, nice. So. Uh, um, and, and the shirts, my shirts. at the nice. uh, Brody Mixtape, DocuMixery apparel. Uh, you can get them at DocuMixery.com. See, you made me throw in a plug there. <laughs> so anyways, other than that, h- how many albums do you have a uh, total that you can remember?
0: I don't know, like 25, 28 25. albums. I
1: mean, there's a lot. There's more right. that are compilations. Okay. But just single, just, just yours? Over 20. Okay, so let's just say... We take 20. About how many of those 20s can you say you actually like? Uh, maybe five. Really?
0: Yeah. I like the Boogeyman. That was a good record. I like the Requiem. That was good. The Diagnosis was a really good album. Mm. Cold World was a really good album. But my new Ruthless album is yes. going to be Bananas. Yes. I've
1: I, I Like it. Bananas. Like yeah, for real. like You know what of I'm course. saying? Uh, well, I heard it. And, and what did I tell you? Yeah, you said you put the fire. Yeah, the fire. And bro. you said that it was different. Very different. That's what I like. Look, look. Let me tell you something. I listened to Misfits' shit when he first hit me up, and I was very fucking impressed, bro. I really yeah. was. I actually, I uh, gave it to my boy John, uh, John Motherfucking Elkins. John Motherfucking and, Elkins. Yeah, and I told him, yeah, man. I said, listen to this, and he loved it. He loved it. Your shit is the same way, bro. Thank you. Obviously, it's different from Misfits. It's yeah. your own. And I I like different, you know, because we're not listening to the same bullshit that ra- the radio's belching out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it. We have so much talent just within our people. We do, but we have people in uh, high positions that don't have the fucking balls. balls. Period. Yeah. To say, you know what? Fucking let me go ahead and throw Misfit. Let me go ahead and throw yeah, you know little one. Of course. Let me go ahead and throw a fucking this shadow. guy. Yeah. For you know. Sure. But but they don't bucket we'll just keep bumping so and so this bum let's play it safe yeah you know what i'm saying i like his patent leather pink you know <laughs> uh, you know air, air force ones on the what way is, over here i yeah. was like
0: what in the living fuck is this sorry guys i got it go <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah what the fuck is that pants so tight you can yeah. see the veins on the ass. Yeah. you know what i'm saying well, that shit is nuts. and sagging you know <laughs> yeah. but yeah I, I don't get it you know so if i offended anybody that wear skinny jeans Nothing personal. Yeah, nothing personal, but it, it's facts. I had a guy here one time that uh, OG rapper f- f- from my era. This fool was wearing skinny shorts, okay? And sagging. And he didn't have drawers on. You could see his ass crack. Oh, wow. So I just, I just told him, man, man, what the fuck? What's, What's going, going on here? here? You know, and then he just said, well, you know, these are expensive uh, shorts, you know, skinny shorts that you're not supposed to wear you know, underwear with them. Oh shit! that's what he told me and i was like okay check this out bro imagine me wearing some creased up ben davis with no fucking drawers on me like go commando in the hood like that shit is just not gonna go bro you know but you know i guess they want to move with the time so whatever so now this album tell us a little bit about this album bro when's it dropping who produced it why is this so different to you why is it bananas it's bananas, bro, because of where I'm at in my life right now. My okay. my artistic
0: and my creative juices are just like full of endorphins. You know, they're 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 so pure right now. It sounds know. like a porn. It, it is. It's porn music, bro. You know? And that's the I like when I when when you hear those records, like even when we did the video, like yeah. I wanted the video to look the way the music sounds. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there's a couple of tracks from Misfit. And there's a couple of tracks by Steve Ishes. Okay. That's the production side, but again, you elevate your thought process, you elevate your ambiance, you elevate your program, you elevate where you are. You're gonna record in that state. The the results of you right. doing shit like that, you know, it's gonna you're gonna be able to tell. Right,
1: right. You know, uh, I'm gonna say something uh, because, uh, and I usually try not to do this. But i'm gonna do it um on the comments i was reading some of the comments during the break okay some very very good some not so good but one thing that one common tie that the haters and the the hate and the non-haters have none of them can say yeah you cannot rap of course not one of them of course not one of them denies your talent yeah of course you know they may just say i don't like his hat yeah, you whatever
0: know. the fuck it yeah, is. Yeah. I
1: don't like his cat, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know. yeah. But no one denies that, bro. And when they listen to your new record, uh, they're not going to be able to deny that. You
0: yeah, know. and you know what? I, I've always said that, you know, there's good music, there's great music, and there's spectacular music. You know, right now where I'm at in my life, I'm, I'm on that spectacular shit. Okay. You know what I mean? So um, I'm really excited about it. You know, I'm going to do two videos a month that are going to be unbelievable. When you see them, you, you will
1: be on that wild shit, you know. Well, I like the one I saw. Thank you. I, I really like the one I saw. You know, it's funny because, um, dude, it's like talking to you. You are the Joker, homie. I like that shit. I, I, I like that shit. I was told that I was Batman. Yeah, okay. By somebody. That's kind of an inside thing. But anyways, yes, but I... I like the visuals, bro. Thank I you. Th- As a matter of fact, I sent it to him and I go, I want you to check this out. Cause he filmed videos, John Motherfucking Elkins. John Motherfucking Elkins. And, and he need and a it, shirt bro. that
0: says John Motherfucking
1: Elkins. I, I, it's coming. Okay. Dot cool. com. Okay. <laughs> but um th- that shit that shit was dope, man. Thank that, you. That shit was dope. So so now um uh is that video out right now? Like people can actually see it on YouTube. Yeah,
0: it's out. It's out. You know, I premiered it on a on Instagram and it's up on the Dome Sick Music Group okay. uh channel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, man, like, I don't worry about the views. I don't worry about the comments. I don't give a fuck about any of that. <laughs> I, I, I fucking release good, spectacular, amazing shit. Right. right. And again, it's not egotistical. Right. I'm, not be, I'm, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else. I'm not saying you suck and I don't. Right. I'm saying that I'm very confident in what I do.
1: Right. right you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm very confident in what I do, and no one's going to change my mind. I like that. You know, one time my daughter said something. And somebody said, you sound really cocky. cocky. And then she said, no, I'm just confident. Yeah. And I taught her that. Yeah. But it is, it's very, very it's true. true. I remember one time she stated facts about someone. Somebody goes, man, you're talking crap about that person. And then she said, this, no, I'm not talking crap. I'm just stating facts. Stating facts. That's yeah. it. You know, there's an old saying that I, that I learned from a, from a homeless
0: man. Mm-hmm. And he told me that uh, there are certain people that can do certain things, but certain things have to be done a certain way. And some people understand that. And some people don't.
1: Some some people just say, huh?
0: Some people say, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember when I was at, at Garfield High and uh, my science teacher, this goes back to the traditional thinking. He said um, that in his 20 years of teaching, he said a riddle that nobody had ever guessed. And the riddle was that there was a man and that he was going home and that he saw another man with a mask and he turned around and went the other way. Why? So nobody guessed it. Because traditionally, when he said home, everybody thought he was going to his house. Mm-hmm. I guessed it. It was sports. He was on third base and he was going home. So he was going to get struck out. So he ran around and went the other way. This fucking guy took a picture of me. He fucking blew it up. He gave me a year passes to fucking sizzlers. But again, Damn. the reason why I was able to guess the riddle is because I'm doing you your you non-traditional thinking. Right. If you, if you live your life non-traditional, not, not that there's nothing wrong with tradition, but there's more to it. Right, of course. There's absolutely more to it. You know what I'm saying? So I stay true to who I am. Right. I stay true to my root, but I'm also going to explore the atmosphere. I'm going to explore the galaxy. And that means that I'm going to do that in every sense of the word. I'm going to do that as a parent. I'm going to do that as a as a boyfriend, I'm going to do that as a brother, I'm going to do that in my training, I'm going to do that in my music, I'm going to do that in every single thing that I do, you know, as a friend, and whatever I do, right. and that doesn't mean that someone else is going to be able to understand that, that goes back to the communication with comprehension, because a lot of people communicate, but they don't communicate with comprehension, there's yeah. a fucking big yeah. difference, right,
1: I understand I understand. When can people expect this album to drop? Ruthless is going to drop March 29th. Oh, wow. The day after my birthday. Oh, yeah? I'll be 52. All
0: right. You're looking sharp, bro. March
1: 28th, bro. I'm trying, brother. Believe me. You're looking sharp. I drink a lot of water. Not this holy water. (laughs) But uh, I drink a lot of water. I I try to eat good. And I work out five days a week. And, you know. Yeah,
0: when I first saw you, I was like, this dude looks fucking great. You know what I'm saying? And and that's like taking care of yourself. Thank it's you. like sometimes I see pictures of me with my artery arms. I'm like, holy I look like I swallowed a goat. You know what I'm saying? And I'm red and puffy and because I wasn't taking care of myself. But again, when you take care of your spirit, it goes back to everything yes. else. Yes, yes. You yes. know, when you take care of your spirit, you take care of your your thought process, your nutrients, your peace, your serenity, you know, it, it comes off in the way right. you live. Right. So again. You have to be able to engage with all with the complete journey. You someone can respect you only when you win. They, if they're going to be part of the process, you have to understand that, because honestly, the losing part is the most important part. Mm-hmm. When you lose in life, because when you lose in life, it shapes you. Right. Or like they say, like now in life, right? Losers hang out with losers. Crackheads hang out with crackheads. Ball players hang out with ball players. Winners hang out with winners. Right. You know, and you got to dictate the pace of where you want to be in your life. You know what I'm saying? So besides the Ruthless project, um, I'm doing another record called Symbiotic. And the Symbiotic record is going to have a lot of those rock songs that I sent you.
1: Yeah, I like that shit.
0: You know, so I'm going to do two videos. You no, know, and I got, and not only that, but I want to give it up to like even my boy Three He's got a a, a good, dope ass project coming out. My boy Fitness in San Diego. He's one of the dopest, bro. Like he's on some next level shit. Uh-huh. He's got his album coming out, and I'm gonna do um a record with him called The Duo, and that's gonna be dope. My boy Jot Flames. I got uh, Local Negro from down here is dope as fuck. Bozo's dope. You know, Villain One in San Diego. Panther Crimes. Lonely Vision. Prada West. Like I can go on and on. There's a lot of talent, and I respect what about, the uh, talent. Little one, little one is probably the most ruthless I know, bro. If you look at his new video, you'll see what he's about.
1: I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, you know what's funny? I'm gonna tell you what made me see things. Um, it, I mean, I don't think this was a turning turn in my life, but uh, well, a turning point in my life. But it makes makes a lot of sense. I saw a quote one time uh, when I was reading a uh, little something about Steve Jobs. You know, the, yeah. the Apple guy. Okay, yeah. one of them said, "Think different." Okay. Not it, traditional. It, yeah, you know, it's that simple. And one day he was explaining when he was creating the Apple computer and uh, somebody, uh, his competition was Microsoft. So somebody said, Microsoft came out with this. What are we going to do? And here's what he said. He said, I'm not trying to be better than my competition. He said, I just want to be different, different. Different. Yeah. And there's a lot of rappers today that are trying to be better.
0: Yeah, bro. But And we spoke on that, yeah. though. You know, again, like... That's the traditional thinking. Like that's why he was who he was, bro, and that's why he's always gonna be. There's only one Steve Jobs, right? You know, he like even Shaq. I was I saw an interview on Shaq the other day, and you know when he first got his contract, he was in in some building and he was waiting for his 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 turn to go speak to somebody. And while he was waiting, he was there was like little kids and he was like making them laugh or whatever. So then the dad came out. And he's like oh man like i like you come here like you're here to, to to look at this business side it ended up being the people from google and told him we're going to give you an opportunity to invest in this 15 20 years ago now he's he has a share in google wow and you know what dog it just came from him being him yeah from him just being him honestly like if you're in the game just be you yeah you know just just be you like even like my boy like, Lottie the G, we're, like, we're going to do a, a, a video to the song Special. It's a dope-ass record. And that we're, not, we're just trying to keep it as organic as we can. Like, he was like, man, the ladies, the people are in love, they're going to love this record. And you really don't hear that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's dope about it, you know? And shout out to Lottie, his new album, The, Sh- uh, the Streets. So coming out.
1: I have a question that I, for the I pretty much present to everyone that comes up here and uh I don't believe it applies to you, but I want to know what you think about it when I ask you. Okay, uh, what is Chicano rap?
0: See, that's another thing too. Like people are people get mad at me all the time because I always talk about it. To me, it's not even a particular sound. It's a bracket, it's a category, it's a pigeonhole. That's what I mean. I don't mean it's a sound because it isn't. It's a, it's a pigeonhole because of our race. Mm -hmm. That's what I consider. Like, that's not cool. Like, I mentioned about the Jamba Juice thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you franchise a a fucking Little Caesars. You don't want to be the Mexican guy that franchised Little Caesars. You just want to be the friend, the dude that franchised it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the whole Chicano rap thing, like, it's fucked up. Like, it's cool that, you know, some people look at it and admire it and all that, but it's beyond that. Right, You know, like Shadow was saying, like, you don't walk into a fucking place and Eminem is in the white section and, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's just music, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what I mean. Like, I'm not saying I'm better than this guy or I'm doper than this guy, but I'm going to focus on what I'm going to do. I'm not going to focus on the next guy and what he's doing. I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't right. give a fuck what he thinks about me. I don't give a fuck what he has to say about me. None of that shit matters to me. I roam around and I go, I don't go looking for problems and then but I'm out. You'll find me at Krispy
1: Kreme donuts all the time. no <laughs> Don't you see me at Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, hey,
0: find a Krispy Kreme is the place to be.
1: Dope, no Okay, okay. You know, so now, well, you kind of answered my second one because my second question was going to be: Is it a good thing to be known as a Chicano rapper?
0: I mean, I mean, that that depends on the person, right? Everything depends on the person. You got to remember, everybody thinks completely different. It's like a person will have an opinion about you and meet you. And then his opinion will change Mm -hmm. that's because for a minute he was limited to who you are he only judged you on what he heard or somebody else's opinion but when he meets you he sees a different side but some people speak too soon you know what i'm saying i'm not saying i'm the greatest guy i'm not saying i'm the baddest guy i'll be i'll be the first to tell you that i made a lot of mistakes in my life i made a lot of bad decisions in my life But I've been able to reverse that and make a lot of good decisions in my life and make and make a lot of good things happen in my life. Now, I don't do the things that I have done um, without integrity, because integrity is important. Of course. If you don't have any integrity in what you're doing, you're going to fail. That's just the way life works. Right, Right. You know what I'm saying? So part of integrity and part of doing things just to do them is not talking about what you do, not recording when you go help that homeless man. You know what I'm saying? Not telling your homie to record you while you give somebody
1: 20 bucks. Hey, you know what? I'm glad you said that, bro. <laughs> I- I'm glad you said that because sad to say that I have some people that I consider friends that do that shit, bro. Yeah. And it fucking irks me, homie. But like, that's,
0: that's because, dog, you have integrity. You, you know, and again, it's all on the person. Everything is on the person. That's what I told you. Like, that's cool whoever saw the video. But do I really sit here and uh, do I need to get a million plays? Like, nah, you know what? I did that shit. I love doing that shit. I did it just the way we wanted to do that shit. And we put it out 100% happy about that shit. Can can you
1: imagine, bro? Can you imagine you coming up to me? We're by ourselves. And then uh, you tell me, hey, Tone, can I borrow a thousand bucks, bro? Uh, My lady needs this. My babies need pampers. I need gas and I need food. And I go, yeah, hold on, bro. Yeah, here's the thousand... Yeah, 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 exactly, bro. I I see that, bro, and it it honestly really fucking... You know, if you guys get anything tonight, get this. Don't do that shit. Yeah. Don't do that shit. Yeah,
0: Yeah, man, and again, honestly, and some people don't understand this, and some people think it's corny. Even I thought Uh at some point it was corny, but the importance of growth the importance of growing just as a person. Absolutely, bro. When 100%. You, yeah, when you grow as a person, dog, the, the your whole perspective changes, and it shows in your character. It shows in your decisions. It shows in the way you carry yourself. It shows in the way you live. Right. You know what I'm saying? And there's still, you know, one of my friends told me one time that there's more bad people than good people and more fake people than real people. And depending on where you're at in your life, you're going you're gonna to make that call. Right. You know, but in all due reality, darling, like we are the masters of our domain. Mm-hmm. We are the ones that control our circle. How, like you said, you wake up, you're happy. This is your home. You go to the gym. You take care of your kids. You hang with your grandkids. You're doing what you love to do. You're doing. You're building a platform. You're I a wake up whenever dude. I want. You do whatever you want, but you work for that. Yes, you yes. work for that. And along your journey, is it like I don't mean to cross any boundaries with you, but. I'm sure you made some mistakes along the way. Absolutely. Okay. So you learned from them and they became lessons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and and that's me, that's where I'm at in my life
1: now. See, like to me, I like to tell people when they come on here, uh, don't look at it as an interview, look at it as a conversation. Because yeah. I learned a lot from people like yourself that made a lot of mistakes and yeah. said, you know what, bro? I fucked up. Yeah. And I'm a, I was a youngster at the time when I would listen to a lot of old people. I did this, I did this. I met one guy had fucking seven wives and he said the reason why he had seven wives because he couldn't fucking stop cheating. And he tells me, you meet one, stay faithful. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, yeah. You're right, but it's true. It's true. You know, yeah. so I learned a lot of what I call nuggets, you know, words of wisdom or, 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 you know what I'm saying? Things that you can uh, uh, apply to your life. Yeah. So, uh, and that's what made, actually, I had a man at the age of 22 that I met. He's the one that got me into reading ancient history because before I was just fucking reading teenager magazine and fucking yeah. lowrider magazine. And, yeah. But my mind grew and I grew, you know, so when people actually talk to me, I'm not this hip hop guy, you know, I don't, I don't, talk hip-hop all the time, bro. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. something that I love to They're do every once in That's a passion all, of yours. But, but that's not me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? exactly. Uh, me is, is that, uh, you know what, little one, let's go grab a cup of coffee and let's go walk over there yeah. by the museum uh, or to the museum. I want to show you a T-Rex.
0: Exactly, bro. So. And you see, again, that is who you are. It's like me. I have a, a pretty basic routine that I do every day, like you said, about your training. Like yes. I wake up, I take my daughter to school, I go to the gym, I train, I go get some jamba juice, I go to my house, you know, do some laundry, tip pick on my daughter, you know, that's it, on the weekends, we, me and my girl chill, we watch movies, we go eat, whatever, but, right. I, but the, the the things that I do are productive and positive to me, right. to my life, to, to my ambiance, to my circle. And that's really what it's about. No one else pays your fucking bills. Right. No. No one no one else's opinion really fucking matters at right. the end of the day. You don't like my shit? I don't give a fuck. Cool. Whatever. You know, why are you on my page if you don't like
1: my shit? Keep you pushing on me. Yeah,
0: you don't like me? Cool. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. You know right. what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, I'm gonna be me. Right. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do to make myself better every single day. Right. You know, and again, that's why you have to be careful. In the game, too, when you put on a different hat, a promoter hat, a CEO hat, it's different than just being homies with another artist because your level of responsibility changes. Like when everybody's under the assumption that you're going to blow up, that they're going to blow up, or everybody's under the assumption that this show is going to fucking be a sellout and everyone's going to get rich and the record doesn't sell and the fucking show doesn't sell, you're a dickhead and an asshole and a fucking piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yes. And that's not cool. The more people that we get that understand, bro, that sometimes you win and so- well, you think we win some and you lose some, just came out of nowhere. Right. That's been a you know, that's been a thing for ages. Yeah, for ages. Absolutely. You know, and you know, I understand sometimes when it's all said and done, there's more said than done. But also, there's a quote that says that in order to lead an orchestra, you must turn your back on the crowd. Right and to me that applies to me in my life now you know i'm i've grown since a year ago i've grown since 2 years ago right. i've grown since 3 years ago and you know it's just everything is a process right. so where right. i'm at right now musically you know i love where i'm at right. because right. i have right. the 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 freedom internally to do what i want i have no restraints right. Right. i have no mental restraints i have nothing holding me back from doing what I want to do.
1: Awesome. You know what? There's something that I read a while back, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember word for word, okay? But it says something like, if you're not ready to be ridiculed, to be talked about mm-hmm. to be talked down up on yeah then you're not ready to be successful uh,
0: absolutely and it's true
1: because that is gonna come
0: absolutely that is gonna
1: come so it's like the more people talk about you it's almost like here's the way i see it i must be doing something right absolutely you know Ab- absolutely man because you know? people will go out of their fucking way tony i don't like your shirt you know, like I've seen dumb shit like that yeah, on yeah. my comments. That's why I tell people I no longer read my comments anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. because uh, Tony, uh, uh, you know what? I didn't like your last guest. I didn't think you handled it well. I had, I had uh, somebody wrote me an email on because t- uh, I was telling them that I was doing a, a documentary on Chicano rap.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he wrote me a long ass fucking paragraph on why I didn't qualify. So I told John, you know, I'll be sarcastic. Uh, okay, I throw in the fucking towel. I'm fucking done. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to get into the fucking blankets, and I'm going to fucking cry myself to sleep. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, that yeah. one dumb motherfucker told me that I don't qualify. Yeah. Here's the way I think. Cause Let's keep it pushing. Of course. Let's go get some mariscos. Of course. So that's it.
0: And you know, dog, and that is important. Yeah. It is important to have that frame of mind. When somebody me, did you hear, before they're done, I'm like, who cares? I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And, right, right. And, you know, again, when your self-value is pure, that's what matters.
1: I'm going to give you a quote. Tell me who it is. You were down to the devil in the pale of the moonlight.
0: That's the Joker, baby.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> Anyways, brother, I want to give you a time right now to uh, give a shout out, show love to somebody or whoever, bro. Anything. When's your record coming out? When can we expect it? Uh, once again, where can people reach you? Uh, if you have any merch, if you have any shows. Take your time, bro.
0: Yeah, man. Um, you know, I just want to give a shout out to everybody that's ever supported my music. I yeah. want to give a shout out to you, to your crew. Thank you. Um, I want to give a shout out to my boy Trista and his girl Daisy for coming out here. My girl Marissa for always holding me to down. I want to give a, a shout out to anybody out there trying to grow. Anybody out there trying to be better. Any artists out there struggling? Keep on going. You know, time and patience. Don't speak too soon. Don't make hasty decisions. Keep on going. the The rhythm never ends. The rhythm never stops. There's been music since the beginning of time. You know, I encourage you to just keep on going. Fuck what anybody says. You know, be organic with your with your music and with your thought process and just be the best you can do. Cl- doors are going to close. You know, there was a time where I was coming up. where like, hey, I'm trying to get a hold of this dude. Oh, I can't give you his number. Eventually, I run into him at fucking Jack in the Box or something. So right. the opportunity will eventually come. Right. You know, so I want to give a shout out to... To my boy Finis, my boy John Flames, to Lottie the G, um, to my to my boy Vision on, on Escondido, Villain One, um, like I said, Triste. Any any artists that I my boys Mentes Diferentes from the Bay Area, um, you know anybody that I fuck with and everybody that I don't fuck with, anybody that I, that I may fuck with, just keep on doing you. But more than anything, I just want to give a big salute to to anybody out there trying to be better. No, no. That's that's the that's the way to go. If I want anyone to take anything from this interview, is yes. to keep nurturing your spirit and your life will fucking turn around.
1: Awesome, awesome. I could not have said it better myself. But I will say something about your boy, Triste. He's actually a happy guy. Okay? <laughs> yeah. His, his, is his smile guy. is false advertising. Yeah, bro, yeah, that's right, that's right. That's so, right. That's right. So All good, brother. So once again, uh, let me go ahead and give uh, the Rodeo Mixtape, Documentary Mixery, okay. a shout out once again, because I believe in promoting yourself until it pays off. Once again, <laughs> if you had dropped a $25 donation on the Super Chat, you will get this this, this week. Uh, Other than that, we're on all major platforms uh, that should have came up during the show. And let me go ahead and give a shout out to John motherfucking Elkins. John motherfucking Elkins. Who makes all... T-shirt and hoodies coming. Yes. T-shirt and hoodie. All the Snapbacks. Yes. uh, John motherfucking Elkins tequila. Yeah. Uh, um, So that shit is coming. So be on the lookout for that. John motherfucking Elkins lotion. So (laughs) so you can just fill in the blanks on that one. Uh, Uh To my boy Daniel Jones. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, Daniel Jones went out and actually bought us a new, uh, uh, you can see the background. Uh, we'll have it, we'll have it Wednesday. We'll have it Wednesday over here. We'll have a different background, uh, uh, because my special guest next week will be somebody from the world-class wrecking crew. Oh, nice. I I won't, I won't give the name, but I'll post it up tomorrow from the world-class wrecking crew. Uh, other than that, uh, uh, Blanca, uh, once again, thank you for the hookup for tonight. Um, other than that, um, anything I'm, re- I'm forgetting, Johnny? No? Okay, so once again, if you gave to the Super Chat, go ahead and uh, be expecting this this week. Uh, for those that haven't subscribed, please subscribe. I'm trying to reach at least 10K by the end of February, so let's make this possible. My goal is 2020 to make this the number one uh, uh, podcast in the West Coast because, we do it. because I want to give our people our people a voice, uh, because we do have a voice now. Let us use it. So That's once right. again, thank you, uh DG, uh Daniel Jones. Thank you, my brother, for coming through. Yeah, hey,
0: I love thank you for having me, man. I appreciate absolutely, you. Absolutely, thank you very much. Brother.
1: Salute, man. Uh, uh whenever you want to come by, let me know and we'll shoot the shit and we'll go to the museum and read some books and then we'll ab- come here and talk about absolutely, it. Absolutely, brother. Right. So once again, God bless. We'll talk to you guys later. See you yeah. Wednesday.
0: Thank you for having me, bro.